You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Outside the Trenches. What is up, Chiefs King, and welcome into this week's edition of Outside the Trenches, presented by our friends at Five Farms Irish Cream Liqueur. I'm Tucker Franklin, joined by Nick Lecky. We're down a man today. No big B with us, uh, but we'll, we will persevere. We will push on, Nick. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good, Tucker. Uh, just uh, in the middle of my kid's birthday party right now, so if you guys hear the yelling and screaming in the background, it's a bunch of seventh graders doing what they do best, which is a bunch of grab ass. That, that yes. Uh, I, I, I've heard a leaks every now and again of, uh, running around up there, but listen, the podcast grind doesn't stop for any birthday party. Gotta get the mm-hmm. podcast in. Uh, we appreciate everybody listening to us, uh, whenever they're listening to it. Cause that's the magic of uh podcast, Nick, but Hey, the chiefs got on the winning side of things. Uh, they were able to notch one of the wing call after losing two straight. Uh, what we're kind of, before we really dive into just what's going on in the NFL. There's a couple of videos I think we should talk about that came out on Wednesday from uh, Gronk talking about Canarius Tony. Mike McDaniel's speech to his team was incredible. I want to get your thoughts on that. But first, before we dive into all that and other stuff around the league, thoughts on the Chiefs uh, went over the Patriots? I think it was good. It looked shaky. It looked super shaky. And yeah. it looks like they're still making these same mistakes. And the play is just, it's not inspiring. And there's just no confidence, and I feel like they're just waiting to turn it around. They're like, oh, we're just going to do it, and it's going to click, and we're going to do it. And I'm waiting for that, and it's like, will that never happen? And I think people are waiting on the Chiefs for someone else to make the play, and no one's really stepping up. And you see flashes here and there from Rasheed Rice, and um, it's just one of those things where defense is down to people, and, and they're still... They're still sort of plugging along. They're still being consistent. But at the same time, I don't know. I don't know what to expect of these Chiefs. Like, it's uh, Mahomes seems to scramble more. Like, run the ball. And I understand, like, I know a lot of people want to see him kind of scramble more, make some plays. That's when Mahomes is, like, the most fun, right? Like, that's when, like, you love to see Patrick Mahomes scramble. But, like, the wide receivers he has don't necessarily know the scramble drills as much as, like, his other wide receivers. So that kind of hinders him a little bit in things. And, uh, he's. It seems like sometimes he's reverting back to that like twelve yard drop, and you're sometimes seeing Wanya Morris get beat around the edge off from like a speed rush because the dude's a rookie. He's played two games in the NFL, and all of a sudden he's getting these guys speed rushing him now. Patrick Holmes twelve yards uh, upfield, backfield. That he's gonna get beat. Like that's just what's gonna happen if he doesn't uh, see that quick enough to move up in the pocket. But you're right. I mean, they're slogging through this uh, last part of the schedule, kind of limping into the finish line here. But look, uh, Nick, the big thing for me is a win's a win. That's what I kind of took away from it is because we've gotten so accustomed and maybe spoiled uh, when it comes to the Chiefs and uh, how they take care of games and stuff like that. I remember last year when we were doing this podcast, we were upset that they weren't winning games by as much, right? Like we, we were like, oh, they should, they should be beating these teams by more. Uh, and they eventually went on to win the Super Bowl. It didn't matter how much they beat them by. A win's a win. You appreciate that more coming off of two losses, and it seemed like those guys in the locker room also appreciated it. You do, and you celebrate every win. It's important, and it is bizarre how you could start off to this big lead like Philly did, and then all of a sudden, you know, you lose a couple games, and it's like, whoa, you don't have home field clinched up. Yeah. And it's like, you're fighting for your damn uh, divisional title. 
even with the Cowboys. So it's the, the coolest thing about the NFL is, is that the games all matter. They really like yeah. truly all matter, even though there is a playoff, like they all matter. And and I just love how, how they've sort of created this, this sort of model where, man, it's important. And guess what? Now they're moving into Christmas Day games, which to me was always uh, NBA season. And NBA is probably like, damn it. Damn it. You know, they're, they're creeping on our turf. Yeah. You know, they're going to out like uh, outperform them too. Like that's the thing is that they're going to get more views. And then what's going to make it happen is the NBA or the NFL is going to think now every Christmas day, no matter what day of the week it is, we need three <laughs> football games going on from uh, morning until night. I, I, I talked about this on the uh, 21 questions podcast. A little bit of a bummer the Chiefs play on Christmas, right? Kind of got to plan my day around uh, the Chiefs. I uh, play a game at noon, nevertheless, in the middle of the day. Uh, still doing a post game show and everything, so you can stay locked in here on uh, KC Sports Network if you want to step away from uh, from the family during Christmas to uh, to figure out to know what we're saying about the Chiefs. You can go check us out on our YouTube channel or wherever you listen to your podcast. After the fact, we'll have that post game show. Uh, but that's one of the things, too, is I think they did play some Christmas Day games on Sunday last year. I have to I want to double check the numbers, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't even close to the NBA when it came to the the viewers. Really? You know, I think that that'd be interesting because I always love the stats of saying like like some of the Monday night games or during the season where of a um, like, let's say Bills in Cincinnati last year or something like that mm-hmm. is bigger than like the World Series final. Or like, you know, NBA playoffs, like when the ratings right. and it's like when they released it, like top 100 ratings and like all of them, except for like 10 were NFL games. I was like, wow, that's 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 a domination in the in the market that counts and that that pays the bills and extra retirees, pensions and things like that. So I'm looking at this article here uh, from sportspromedia.com. Um, that's is that a real site? It's a real site that I'm looking at this. It says, uh, the NFL's Christmas Day domestic TV rankings eclipse those of the NBA, which averaged $4.27 million across its five games broadcasted on Disney-owned networks on ESPN and ABC. So on Christmas, it looked like, uh, yeah, uh, the Packers came back, had a comeback win over the Dolphins last year, 26-20, to 20, and it was 25.9 million viewers. So they had 25.9 million viewers on Christmas Day, NBA, 4.2 like it's not close it's yeah uh, the nfl is content king obviously yeah and they're gonna do i think the nfl is gonna do whatever they can to keep games on holidays nick i'm curious how, how it feels to you i was actually talking to john mcgraw about this um a former defensive back for the kansas City chiefs about like playing on holidays it's he said you just get used to it. I mean, it's just like any other day. It's like any other work day, and then you get used to celebrating like Christmas and the end of January when the season's done. Like you just get used to celebrating these at different times. Yeah. It's it's um it's a Wednesday, it's a Monday. When you get into the season, your dates, you don't really care. Yeah. It's it's like today's a Monday, today's a Wednesday, you know, t- today's a Friday. And the you can tell the days when you wake up and it's Christmas morning or it's Thanksgiving. And you're driving into work in the morning and there's nobody on the road and it's just you on the road. And it's kind of nice because it's kind of peaceful. Like I remember in Arizona, you know, it's Christmas morning and, you know, you're driving into work and, um, you know, it's like no one's on the road at all. And it's like, okay, cool. We're going to get into work, do our thing and be out. And you're right. It just, I think with football, 
everything just comes first. Absolutely everything just comes first. And that's just the way it is. Speaking of that, everything coming first, we did have uh, a couple of videos I mentioned at the top of the show that I wanted to talk about. One is a clip coming from uh, Rob Bronkowski, who makes his uh, weekly appearance on the Up and Adams show, a uh, friend of the program, Kay Adams and uh, Matt Hamilton there. He uh, he had a little things to say about Kadarius Tony. I got the quote here. I'll read it. Uh, he said, Kadarius is an athletic freak. He can run routes like no other. He can return punts. But when you're making costly mistakes like that in and out, I mean, from the beginning of the season to the middle of the season throughout your whole career, it's kind of like you don't love the game of football. Uh, Nick, I want to get your thoughts on this. As a former player, to have another former player come out and say, like, a guy actively playing in the NFL doesn't love the game of football was uh, a, a little jarring to me. It, it does feel like there's a violation of the, the Brotherhood uh, Code of Omerta. Where you know you might say some things privately, but you don't put people, uh, you don't put people's business on on air like that, maybe. But um, you know, I think that that Gronk's got an opinion. Uh, I think you know networks want Gronk because he's got this sort of party atmosphere, fun guy thing, and um, you know, so they're still trying to figure out where where he goes in into media and how, how he how he transitioned to that career. And for him to say he doesn't have a love for the game, like I don't know, has he spoken to him? Uh, some people don't have a love for the game like me. I don't think I ever loved the game. I love playing. I, I love pass blocking. I love run blocking. I thought that was a fun aspect. But like love of the game, I don't think I had a love of the game. Like honestly, I, I think to me it was a, um, a a way to make money and um, just a way to just to be like, okay, cool, it's a progression. I'm good at it. But I never, I guess, I never had that love. Like like um, like maybe if Gronk, maybe, maybe Gronk has a love for the game. I'm not sure. But uh, a lot of O linemen I would talk to also O linemen and D linemen, you know, didn't have a love for the game because it's a it's a violent sport. It's an absolutely violent sport, and and you're not getting that glory, right? You're kind of stuck in the mud, and it's not it's not it's fun, but it's stressful. So you got to weigh this constant balance of fun and stressful, and like, okay, why am I doing this? Because it, you make good money, and, and that that's why if if. If you didn't, if they didn't have the money out there, I'd be curious who would still be playing. Mm. That's a good point. I, I really do. Like, I wonder, like, who I wouldn't play. Like, if 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 it was like you know thirty thousand to go play or, or go get a job, I'd go get a job. So it's like it's just you know. So a lot of guys are dragged into that, and you don't have to love the game. I I didn't love the game, but I'm a professional, and you know I knew how to you know apply the rules and. To, to figure out how to make it work. And, and that's what you did. So sometimes you, and I played for my friends, you know, I played for my mm -hmm. friends who couldn't make it. I played for my friends who would love to be there and do all that stuff. And, and that's what motivated me. And I think you have to find that motivation within you, even shit, even week to week, your motivation yeah. sometimes lag, like just cause you're in it. Like, I mean, it's like, Oh, I'm, you know, it's not feeling it this week or, you know, I'm motivated. So you're complaining against a, a pro bowl or an all pro guy. Yeah, there's a lot, lots of things, but I don't know. To, to question the love for Gronk, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you can say that unless you yeah. know something, you know. But I, I don't know if you could say that. Like, I mean, what do you think about that, honestly, Tucker? A lot. So, Canary's Tony coming out of Florida uh, a couple of years ago in the draft. One of the things about him was his dedication to the game. That was one of the notes on his file, right? Uh, because he liked to also make rap music. Like, that's basically what, what it was. Like, he also had an interest in other things besides football, and we usually see owners and scouts and 
whoever it is of talent evaluators put that on the file of not fully dedicated to football if they have a hobby. So like I that's I always find that really interesting uh, to to that whole side of things. So this is a stigma that he's had to kind of try to break or kind of try to shake from him for a while. Uh, this isn't like the first time anyone's questioned his his desire and want to uh, play the sport of football. I think it's weird coming from Gronk, coming from an ex-player. Um, and you're right; uh, like it, it would make sense if you would have talked to him. But I don't, I don't, I don't know how frequent Gronk, Rob Gronkowski, and uh, Kadarius Tony, how frequent their circles overlap in yeah. terms of uh, who they're hanging out with. Doesn't really seem like they'd be the same in the same crowd. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong on that. Uh, I just. It's it's this part right here, Nick. On the second part of his his quote, where he said, "You're just out there because you're just so athletic that you're born with that type of athleticism, but you're not out there to be the best teammate you can be or the best football player that you can be because those mistakes that he's making should have been corrected after the first time. If you love the game of football, you go back to the locker room, you take accountability of it all, you go hit the practice field, and you make sure you look that ball in, catch it, and tuck it, and secure that ball well." That's what you do if you love football and you don't make that mistake again. But when you keep making mistakes like that, you must not be that much into the game and you must not love the game. Uh, it's it's a swiping with a broad generalization like that that I'm not a huge fan of really in anything. Uh, but just like in this particular, just using this broad generalization of, oh, he keeps making the same mistakes, so he must not care. Um, I'm not a huge fan of in that regard. I, and I agree. And and I don't think anybody, I don't think you can make it in the NFL being a pure freak. You could maybe get away with that in college. Yeah. But, but I think with NFL, everyone's got the freaky athleticism. Like you're not really, you're not really freaky athletic. Even look at Tyree Hill. Is he super athletic? Yeah. But does he have one of the, one of the highest, I want to win uh, rates of anybody in the history of time? Like, like he's a dirty not not dirty, but he's a gritty ass player. Yeah. Like I love watching Tyree because he'll jump for balls. Like and he'll go up against like safeties who are you know six two, and he'll he'll sky because he wants the ball. He wants to play. And for for Gronk, like and here's the thing about here's my my complaint about Gronk. Good dude, you know, fantastic personality. But I'd be curious how much film he's watching. Mm. You know, honestly, like I, I've heard Julian Edelman say he's got you know a high football IQ, and and. But when I hear his analyst, his analysis, it's too broad stroke, which to me means how much research is he doing? You know, how much film is he watching? You know, because Gronk's game uh, was like, you know, find the soft spots and the coverage. And it's a tight end, right? You're a big body. You go straight up, up, or you go out, right? It's like yeah. simple. So it's like, I mean, for, for him to say that, it's like, I never really heard of Gronk was... I heard he's a football mind, but how much film did he watch? How much study did he do? So, like I said, when you paint in broad strokes, I don't feel like you know know the subject matter that well. For sure. Uh, yeah, I, th- I thought that was interesting. I haven't been really impressed by Gronk in his early uh, broadcasting career, his early analyst career. It hasn't been uh, my cup of tea. Some people like him, and that's okay. Like you can you can have your opinion. I it just not not for me. Um, and look, I'm sure I like somebody that you don't like either. So I think that's just how it goes. But that's cool. uh, let's go ahead, uh, Nick, and take a break. I want to get to uh, Mike McDaniel and what he said to his team, uh, the Hard Knocks video that was leaked. But we're going to take a break first, and then we'll, we'll talk after this. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? This is Tucker Franklin from KC Sports Network. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure to follow us and subscribe for more Chiefs content wherever you get your podcast. 
If you want to support us further, you can shop the latest collection of KC Sports Network merch in partnership with Sandlot Goods. You can find hats, shirts, hoodies, and more at sandlotgoods.com. You can click the link in the description for more information. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back into Outside the Churches here on KC Sports. I'm presented by our friends at Five Farms Irish Cream Liqueur. Love the folks up there at Holiday Distillery. If, you get, if you're able to get up to Weston, Missouri this time of year, especially, there's been legit Hallmark movies filmed up in Weston, Missouri. The downtown Weston is uh, immaculate, especially with the Christmas time vibes. Nick, I don't know about you, but I really do enjoy watching just a really super cheesy super predictable christmas movie and just something about it just gets me in the christmas spirit hell yes absolutely hallmark movies kick ass like i'll be the first to like i'll i'll sit there old school with my like like you know if you flip to the channels and you see the hallmark and i'll i'll have my figure on the the change channel button the whole time but i'll be sucked in because it's it's this perfect cozy little little you know snow globe it's you know what's gonna happen. You know you could see who's gonna get together, and it's just a matter of you know the ending. But you're gonna watch this because there's always something cheesy. There's always something feel good, and it's it's designed to make you feel good. And, and I can appreciate that with with everything in the world. Everyone trying to be be toxic or negative and and, and trying to be edgy. No man, they they accept who they are and, and they know what they're producing to. I've told my wife, I'm like, listen, I don't want to be a major movie star. I want to get in the Hallmark circuit. Yes. You know, that's what I want to do. Whatever it takes. I want to be in the Hallmark circuit. I want to be, I don't know that guy, 
but I've seen him in like a, a shitload of Hallmark movies. And that's what I want to be. I want to be that guy. And once you're in that circuit, you're in. Like you're in every Hallmark. Like you're not you're not going anywhere. That girl from Mean Girls, I can't remember her name off the top of the head. She is in like a lot of Hallmark movies now. Um, and like you just see a bunch of actors are like, oh yeah, is that that one girl from my One Tree Hill? And you're like, oh yeah, that is who that is. And then yeah, it is much. Yeah, I love it. I love it so much. It's it, it's like I, I want to be uh, like a, a coach in the NFL for a year or two, yeah, and then go go coach in the CFL forever, right? Type thing, like like that's the concept, right? You go in Hollywood for a couple mm-hmm. of a TV show, and it doesn't make it, and then you just go live in in Hallmark world. I love it, I love it. Just bat singles all day, man. Just easy peasy, easy peasy, man, forever. And look, Western Missouri, that's where you got to go. That's where we got down on that track. That's where Holiday Distillery is. Go check them out. Uh, they've got some great stuff. Uh, and we love working with them. We love doing a bunch of stuff with them at Holiday Distillery. Um, but Nick, before we took a break, I teased the Mike McDaniel video, which um, I think surprised a lot of people. Uh, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, Hard Knocks, they're in the in-season Hard Knocks the Miami Dolphins are. They've had some really good stuff for that Hard Knocks come out. Just a, a team that's actually competitive, too, on a Hard Knocks has been something that's been wildly refreshing from that program because you usually see teams that stink. Um, but to see a team that is competitive and see their process about going about things has been something that's been really refreshing. And I think what was also refreshing is Mike McDaniel is one of the new age coaches, right, in the NFL, one of the youngest, one of the youngest coaches. And the way he took accountability and the way he... Uh, was able to just level with his players, talk to a man-to-man, not not uh, take a high horse of like, look, I'm the head coach, you got to listen to me. He was very much uh, straightforward, honest with his guys. A lot of explicitives in there, so if you want to go check it out, go to my Twitter, at Tucker D. Franklin, I retweeted it. Uh, you can watch that video. Uh, it's about a minute and a half long of Mike McDaniel just basically taking responsibility for bad play calling in some situations. And I, Nick, I, I wanted to get your thoughts on this because you've been in a locker room like that. You've been in those film rooms like that. I wanted, I just want to know how rare is that? Because that feels like to me as an outsider that that doesn't happen. All that no, it doesn't. I, and I think to me where the, the thing that gets me about the NFL is that you have all these players who have, you know, worked their ass off to get there. And then you have maybe a position coach or something like that who, is just best friends with the coach. So that's why they get brought on. And and it's just like, you know, like how, how are we doing this? Like why why are you my coach? Like like you know, like I don't trust you. And so I love the McDaniels hire for one because this whole musical chairs of okay, this coach sucks here, but guess what? He's going to be our new coach here and maybe he'll get it done. And guess what? He doesn't get it done, you know? Spoiler alert, right? Not going to happen. So Mike McDaniels is is fresh. And the thing I loved about NFL versus college, especially I was Bill Snyder college. So that's different college is that, you know, you're treated like, like a student, like a, like a teenager, like, um, like, Hey, you're, you're, you're controlled. Right. And you have to, we're 1822. So you can't, but the cool thing to me about the NFL is I am now an adult. I am now, you know, making good money and I, I am dedicated to this crap. Like I'm dedicated to what I'm doing. So treat me like a man. Don't, don't ever put kid gloves on me. D- don't ever, you know, think that you're my, you're my dad or, or you're my um, guardian or you're my protector. No, like just level with me. And that to me, the coolest thing about Denny Green or, or Sean Payton 
is that they treated you like a man. And it's like, hey, look, we got to get this shit straight. And it wasn't like, like, um, you better get it right, you know, standing over you, tisk tisk type stuff. It's like, hey, here, you know, let's get this shit straight. And for Mike McDaniel to to come out with that realness and to take ownership, that's cool. Because players are going to talk. Players are going to be like, 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 if if Mike would have said that, then they'd say, hey, too, that shit on you, on you, man. That's that's a shit call. Like he shouldn't be 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 saying things like that. He should put you that position. And for him to take ownership. That that gives the rest of the locker room buy-in to the team. They go, oh, okay, cool. So he, it's okay. You have to make this environment where it's okay to mess up because it's it's going to happen, right? Where if you make your team where if you mess up and you get pulled, then you're constantly worried about not messing up instead of not winning. And for 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 Mike McDaniel's to do that, it just it's awesome and it's a breath of fresh air to be like, okay, cool, like. I, I love that. I, I absolutely love that. Where and then you play freer, right? You play freer, and and that's what you want. That that's the goal. What what I thought found like most refreshing of it is you don't hear coaches and and I, he said it very graphically, right? Sometimes you know that's just sometimes just how that people talk in the locker room. Like they say a lot of f bombs, s bombs, whatever. Uh, but he's saying like this is a bad call on the goal line. He said this is a this, this is a bad call against cover zero. He said I shouldn't have called this a jump ball a fade. A fadeaway jumper right here shouldn't have called that. Like that's on me. That wasn't me. And I don't know if you ever really hear a coach say that. Uh, and he's talking about too when uh, Tua misses a throw, and he said he's trying to overcompensate for a bad call that I made. Um, and that's what happens when you're trying to overcompensate for your teammates. And listen, he doesn't like uh, take every bit of the blame, so it's not like he's just like trying to deflect all the the things from his players. He gets on. I think it was Dave Howard that he got on. Uh, for flipping his hips too early, trying to go for a pick when it ended up in a big play for the Titans. So like, he got onto some players there. But I, if you're if you're able to take accountability and for your own actions in a game, not to think that you're holier than thou in the whole grand scheme of things, I think the players are more likely to be like, okay, he can admit his faults. So if he's pointing something out for me, I'm more likely to be like, okay, I'll take that, and, and we can move on. But uh, a point that you made, Nick, that I thought was really good. He said, we're going to look this in the face. Like, we're going to look it in the face. We're going to tell it how it is. We're going to move on from it. But we're not We're not going to sugarcoat anything. We're just we're just getting right into it. We're diving right in. And that is something that, like, I, you know, you know the the, the outward-facing Mike McDaniel is very fun, right? Like, he's a, he's a very funny guy. His, uh, his persona is, is a very, I mean, fun's the right word, I think. He seems like a very much of a player's coach on the outside of things. Uh, but to see him level with his guys like that, I think just adds a whole other layer to this uh, to his hire. And I know he's a he's a family coach, right? Like the McDaniel's are a family uh, when it comes to uh, to coaching in the NFL. And he was with the, that Washington staff that was absolutely loaded with like Matt Lafleur, uh, Sean McVay was on that staff, uh, Mike McDaniel again, uh, uh, Shanahan was on there. So it was like they had so many different like coaches now in there too. So it's uh. It was really refreshing. I thought it was good to see coaches take a uh, coach take accountability. Forty years old, uh, he's one of the younger ones in the in the National Football League when it comes to that. So the age difference isn't too big uh, when it comes to those guys that he's talking to. And that's, that might be where that comes from. It is no, and that's what I'm saying. You get new blood in there. You get new blood in the system, and you got a different way of do, dealing with things because there are some coaches back in the day that couldn't coach in this modern day. And and players are a little bit different with regards to they know more about about nutrition. Yeah. You know, they know more about like I the the weight room is different. 
you know, the uh, emphasis on recovery is so much greater now. And so with that being said too, man, when you got someone too who's coming in and saying, hey, look, this is what it is. God, it's great. And for him to correct that's that, that corner uh, in, in a great way, because like, right, he takes ownership of, of his faults. And then he also corrects in a way that's not negative. Like, oh, look at this dipshit. You know, he tries to go for the glory pick. No, he phrases it like, okay, hey, look, you know, I respect his playmate. Mm-hmm. Circles up, circles the corner. And it's a look, like he's, he's following his route. And it's like, and he, and he is a great lesson because it's like, don't try to make the play, you know, be, let your teammate. And like he, he, he paints you the broader picture instead of just saying, what do you do in your little siloed role? Like, mm-hmm. no, here's the broader picture. You know, I respect you going for this play, but trust your teammates, trust this. And it's like, that's, that that resonates and that's what i try to do when i coach is say look we're going to run this play or we need you to do this and here's why yeah and if you explain it it, it gives it a deeper level and then that way you're gonna it's gonna it's gonna get seared onto your heart a lot better and you're gonna remember that you know what happens in a game i really liked it uh i know a lot of people when it came out were very very positive reception i don't think i've seen any negative reception about it anyway basically saying i think the context that I saw it was uh, tweeted out with like the Bears need this or something like that. The Bears need accountability. Like basically, other teams saying like, "Yeah, we could really use this accountability uh, in our in our team." Um, and it's, it's it's something that I respect. I I think Mike McDaniel's is a great coach and schemes up a great offense. He's able to get these guys open. He's a, I think he is a really good play caller. As much as crap as he gave himself in that clip, I do think he's a good play caller uh, for the most part. Everybody has bad play calls, right? But um, He's one of the best ones out there right now, and he's one of the best coaches cooking uh, with him and the Shanahan's. He comes from that Shanahan tree, so, I mean, makes sense uh, why yeah. they're all cooking. Uh, but, yeah, the Dolphins look good. They got a, they got a big game against the Cowboys coming up. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how that how that one shakes out because, ooh, buddy, the Cowboys did not look good against the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> they did not. They That was not, not a good look for them. It was just a total... Just absolutely ownership, and I think like 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 we talked about, bro. What was the what was the final of, of that one? Oh, let me see. I was like, I think it was like thirty to ten or something like that. Is uh, thirty one to ten? Yeah, yeah. And and to me, it just like 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 we talked about, right? Like like don't 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 take that Cowboys over Philly win at home to whatever, yeah. right? Is like I said, you got to look at the broader picture too. Philly coming off one of the toughest five game schedules on the road, divisional opponent, and the Cowboys are feeling themselves. They've played some soft cupcake teams and winning them like they should, doing their thing. Yep. And yeah, and then it's like we'll see, we'll see once they play a real team and look what happens, right? They they that that's Dallas, man. If you let them sniff their own, um, you know, farts as, as they say, then they'll yep. they'll, they'll take they, their roses. You know, the Bills uh, quietly going, having a pretty good run here. Yeah. Um, they play the Chargers this week in L.A., which should be a win. Uh, the Chargers are the Chargers that they were when they started the season. Uh, then they have the Patriots and end with the Dolphins. So, look, they've got a pretty solid slate to try to sneak in and, and maybe make some noise against the Dolphins for that number or for that for the first place spot in the AFC West or AFC East when we all counted them out in – in November, we wrote them off, uh, but as Geno Smith would say, they didn't write back. <laughs> That's so true. So, are you talking about who are you talking about? The, the Seahawks 
What are you talking about? Well, I was talking about the Bills. The Bills. The Bills. Still- Josh Allen is playing great. Yeah. You know, I think Josh Allen looks hungry. You know, he looks he looks when he runs the ball, he's he's looking hungry. Like he really is good. And I think that they've they discovered what they have where um, you know, if Diggs isn't there, you know, that's that's a problem. But but Diggs came up with a catch when it needed to, third, third, third and long, and he he came up with a with a good catch. And they they've had the defensive squad, you know, and I think them beating the Chiefs really gave them confidence. Yeah. It really does. And they're the most dangerous. Were they like six and sixteen? Eight and six now. Eight six now. So they're like, yeah, see? Remember it's six and sixteen. I mean, these guys are looking good. Looking really good. And and they're 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 peaking at the right time. Late December. They're eight and six right now. Three, as I mentioned, easily winnable games for the for the Bills. The Dolphins, if you look at their schedule, they are uh they've got ten wins right now. They've got the Cowboys, then the Ravens, then the Bills. So the toughest. Scary hours for yeah. folks in Miami. Ten and four, the Dolphins are eight and six for the Buffalo Bills. Look, that's a that's a couple game swing right there that uh, yeah. Buffalo can easily win out. Dolphins could easily lose out too. They really could too. No, they really could. Like and like we've talked about, Miami and and uh, the Ravens have have the most difficult schedules for sure. They 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 really do, and it's it's just we're we're gonna see it. We're we're gonna see. It. Yeah, looking around, uh, the Ravens have already clinched in the uh, in the AFC, uh, but they've got a tough schedule. They've got probably the best game uh, that we're gonna see this week with the 49ers on Monday night. That's Christmas night. <laughs> Uh, that game's going to be a great little nightcap. If you could sit I'm down and watch that one, I'm gonna watch that one. Um, to me, honestly, like if if we were to do our our usual, uh, how oh, are we yeah. gonna screw how are we gonna screw Florida State uh, out of the whatever? <laughs> um, to me, uh, and it's, I've kind of seen glimpses, and they're sort of getting together. Is Baltimore looks like the power index team, just because you know they will have Mark Andrews, so they had to scramble. And Odell, yeah, Odell, Mister Consistent, getting open, catching everything. Oh, I just love it. Like I really do love. It. I, I love how Baltimore's playing right now. Like I said, this is you know when teams separate, and I'm like, damn, Baltimore is like the number one clear cut to me. Yeah, I mean, it seems that the Chiefs, if they want the number one seed, are going to need some help from Baltimore. Like Baltimore's going to have to lose, and they've got they've got a couple of hard games. Obviously, they got San Francisco. They're going to have the Dolphins. Um, their last game, I just had it pulled up that I don't remember off the top of my head is the Steelers. So, yep, at, at home they get two home games to finish out in Baltimore. So yep. that 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 would be cool. That's like motivation. Hey, here's how we're playing at home, which we could clinch home field, AFC, and True. this this could be it. So yeah, it's like I said, that their schedule's tough, but then we'll also see these next few games if, if Baltimore's legit or not. Especially with that that if you face that 49ers defense, that Miami defense. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what you're made of. NFL has two games on Saturday this week. Um, Bengals Steelers on Saturday would be an interesting one. Too bad Big B's not here to talk about that one. And Bills Chargers on Saturday as well. Um, looking at some of the big ones, we always talk about Cowboys and Dolphins. Raiders play the Chiefs on Monday. Uh, they they did not flex out Patriots and Broncos. Nick, <laughs> it's still That's there. That's that's yeah. I, I thought for sure that was that was that was off. That was gonna get you know. Mm. It's a real shame uh, that that, the, that we have to suffer through that one and uh, watch that one. But if you are going to be watching it, 
because we probably all are because we're all football sickos. Uh, they have us, the NFL has us. They have us in the palm of their hand. And uh, NFL fans, it's time to unwrap nonstop football action this holiday season. You can throw down on big matchups with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. This week, new customers can bet just 5 bucks on the NFL and score 150 instantly in bonus bets. Looking at the Chiefs versus Raiders game. When I looked at this earlier today, the Chiefs were 10-point favorites, and uh, looks like they still are 10-point favorites over the vaunted, the underdog Las Vegas Raiders at home on Christmas Day. And you can get in on the action by downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app now with code KCSN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL action to score 150 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code KCSN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bits expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources nick all right good job Uh, thank you i need to catch my breath after that one uh (laughs) let's get into blind nil uh what have you brought uh for us here for blind so uh i i was uh i was uh, i've become dad i've become like dad uh for sure uh i got a coffee the other day and uh someone was talking about barefoot and um you know they're hurting and I, i was like did you know that Mbebe Bekele was the um, was the uh, running the 1960 Rome uh, Marathon Olympics. Okay, and he did not like his shoes. Right, so he decided to run the Rome 1960 Olympic Marathon barefoot and won gold barefoot. Like I can't even walk, whatever. So that being said. Um, you know, fun fact, what, what to you is something that you've learned, you know, sports wise or something, or just any sort of fun fact mm. that you are, are like, that's like, kind of like, is your B side when you tell people like that, like what's your dad moment of, Hey, did you know? And then, like I said, this guy won the Olympics barefoot, like just decided to be like, okay, like, I don't like these shoes that are hurting my feet. You got to run a barefoot. Just, just like a fun some, fact that I can pull out. Yeah. Like, do you have like a go-to, like a reference, like when you see something? Yeah. Like, like or when, whenever you're like, my buddies are like, let's just talk about like crazy. You know how guys are. They just talk about course. crazy stats every now and then. Of course. Of course. Uh, one of my, one of my favorite things to pull out is Wayne Gretzky would have the points record in hockey if he didn't score any goals. That's crazy. And explain explain that to our viewers. Yeah, so uh, point. So you obviously have goals, right? Those are pretty self explanatory. You score a goal with the puck, an assist. You know the hockey assists are you can pass to a pass and you still get the assist. Uh, you basically add points or add goals and assists together to get points. Um, so what that the context of that is is if Wayne Gretzky did not score a single goal in his career and just had his assist, he would have the points record. So meaning. 
all of his assists are more than any other hockey player has had as as assists and goals put together. Like that's an insane stat. That's insane. That talks about his his longevity. I mean, because he was a rookie in like '82 and he played in the '90s. Oh yeah. And and I remember like him playing for the Oilers and then playing for the Kings and then I think maybe the Rangers with Messier. I'm not even sure, but yeah, that that's an amazing stat. The great one. No. So sk- skinny kid from Canada. You know, there are a lot of wild hockey stats, actually. Yeah, that's. I, I remember growing up, my dad was a big Gordie Howe fan because he was from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, and um, Gordie Howe played for like forty years. Like he played like in the the sixties and then played in like the eighties and in like Houston Arrows or something like that with his son. It was cool. That's really cool. That's really cool. That's yeah. like the first. That's like the first stat I can think of. Like if you're like name a crazy stat, but I think. I mean, I've got more up there. It's just kind of all uh, jumbled around. It's not like a filing cabinet. It's just like a mm-hmm. mess desk with a bunch of files placed on top of it. And I'm just like, I got to find. It's here. Right. So like, I know it's here, but I just got to find what pile I put it in. That's my brain. My brain is just yeah. like a, a messy desk. But you know you're like doing a lot of work if you have a messy desk, right? Like you're getting a lot of work done in a messy yeah. desk. Um, that's how I constantly operate is with a messy desk uh, when it comes down to it. But uh, that's my brain, and it just manifests itself in real life. I mean, it happens. Just the messy desk mode. It's ready. It, man, someone's got to. Someone's yeah. got to like get close to that that fact stuff, and then you pull it out. Like like we just did tonight. Like you just you pulled it out tonight. It's true. I did pull that out pretty good though. Truth. It was really good. That was really good. I even I even bought you some extra time, and you added. It was like yeah. It was like okay, you could you could do this. That was. I like that one. So if Wayne Gretzky did not score a single goal, he would still lead the NFL in the history with just his assist. Just his assist, he would lead in one points. Yeah, that's crazy. That's wild. I don't uh, know. Do you want to read Nick Springer's on this uh, private chat, our producer? producer? I, I don't know. Nick, do you want me to dox you? I don't know if you want me to dox you. Like, <laughs> just drop it, drop it in the chat uh, if you want me to dox you or not. I will uh, idly dox you if you want me to. I'll give you a solid, solid, solid doxing. I'll, I'll, I'll swat you too, right? <laughs> yeah, he was capping. He was, he was capping. He's full of cap. Um, there's man. I feel like I have another stat, but it'll it'll come to me when we do uh, in the middle of my blind nail. I'm sure. Now. There you go. Right. Exactly. Right. That's what that's what'll happen. Uh, because uh. Listen, I already said what we're going to do is we're going to rank our teams, right? One to four in the NFL. Oh. So, so uh, let's get back to the committee. Committee is in session. Meeting meeting in session. Grapevine um, at the Gaylord at the Gaylord and Grapevine. Right at the Gaylord. In the hometown. The hometown. Yes, in the hometown. It's a home game for you, Nick. I'm um, sitting next to Condoleezza Rice, you know? Yep. So uh, I said, hey. figuring out who's in, who's out. Gene Taylor also in the room. She was on the committee this last <laughs> That's year. That's right. That's uh-huh. right, my boy G. I love Gene, by the way, man. He's a yeah, he's absolutely a, a beautiful human being, and and he's a football guy. Yeah, he wants he to. He doesn't want to be up in the up in the uh, in the box watching the game. He's a he's on the field, and they're like, oh, everyone's like, oh, we got to get Gene up here to talk to the people up here in his suite. And Gene's rather be on on, on the boots on the ground, right, watching the team, watching the, the cats play. So, yeah. yeah, no, I, in the few interactions I've had, I've had a couple interactions, and he's been a great guy. Um, enjoyed it. Gary Pinkle actually coming into the new uh selection committee for uh the college football playoff committee. So very interesting, yeah. Um, a lot of local ties when it comes to the local teams into the college football playoff committee. Um, okay. 
I was flipping through my notes to see what we had last week. Last week okay. rankings, we had 49ers at one, Cowboys at two, Ravens at three. Oh, wait, hang on. Hang on. This, this was the old list. Sorry. Niners, Cowboys, Eagles, Ravens was our top four. Niners, Cowboys, Eagles, Ravens. And then okay, we had Lions and Chiefs as two odd men out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, and it's, and this section, this section is entitled, Who's going to get Florida State? <laughs> Who's our, our fourth one has to be a, a maybe, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We're, we're going to, we're, we're putting ourselves in the shoes of the committee, right? Remember, we put the Cowboys at two because we said, hey, if they beat the Bills, good. They deserve to be two, but they yep. didn't beat the Bills. And Nick, I think both of you and I agree that the Niners are still probably number one. Um, You know what? Uh, oh. Um, no, I don't. I, I don't. I don't think so. I, I think that the Ravens, because and like the Cowboys, so the Ravens and the uh, Niners have the same records. Yeah. And right now, who would you not rather play? Probably the Niners, truthfully. I feel you. Yeah. Um, we can still thank Washington for for trading them Chase Young, yep. giving a middle middle finger to both Philly and Dallas. And say, hey, we're gonna send this all pro DN to the other team in the NFC West. So uh, that's me being petty, Dan Snyder. You know, like type type move. You know, old school shout out. You know, ex owner yeah. um, for sure. So I, I I would say Baltimore only because I like the way Lamb Lamb's playing. I think they've they've recovered. Or you know, Mark Andrews is still out, right? Yep, he's out. He's done, done. Yeah. And yep. yeah, so they, they I, I did I thought they would sink without him mm. honestly and they, they figured out different ways to go about it and like i said odell beckham was the nfl super bowl mvp if he didn't get hurt you know with the rams and so odell's playing just consistent and he's playing young odell and it's amazing i mean you put it up to anywhere near him he's getting open and he's gonna get it so here's what we can do Nick. as a as a savvy as a savvy committee yeah 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 the Ravens and the Niners play each other this week. So what we do is we put uh, in some order Niners Ravens at one and two. And then the winner just goes up to number one. Okay. Yeah. I, I like that. So um, I'll keep, I'll, here's what I'll do because Niners are already number one. They won they last keep week. Them. Keep them at number one. Yeah. We'll keep them at number one, keep those guys happy, uh, and then we'll put the Ravens coming up from number four up three spots to number two. Yeah. I, I, I like that. I like that. I do. Um, and and really, the, that that's a winner for the one in our uh, in our book right there. The winner will get the one yeah. next week more than likely. Uh, looking at the three and four, I mean, Cowboy, do the Cowboys fall out of your top four, Nick? E- easily. I, I was hoping they would. Like I said, I I feel they're um I love my, my term is they're an ace, mm. right? But in blackjack, that can mean you're a one or an eleven, <laughs> and I think I think they're a, they're a one, right? It's like I those their ego was was so big because they're smashing these these not so great teams that are deflated, and then like I said, you you, you think you beat the Eagles on, on they're coming off a five game stretch and they're. Mm. 
So it was a it was a hollow victory of your divisional and a divisional game too. So who knows? And they've had the domination in Dallas or Arlington forever. Hey. And so yeah, so so yeah, uh, as they say, bye bye. You out. I'm looking at the other teams that have a ten and four record. I'm jotting them down here real quick. Cowboys obviously ten and four. Uh, Dolphins are ten and four on the AFC side. They're the only other ten and four team in the AFC. Um, but then you have the Cowboys, Eagles, Lions. So uh, we're dropping the Cowboys out. So you're looking at Dolphins, Eagles, Lions uh, in terms of your other three. So like your three, four, five. Dolphins, Eagles, Lions. How do you put those in order? Dolphins, Eagles, Lions. So, Dolphins, Eagles, Lions. Uh, I like. I think. I think Philly. I think Philly gets in there for surviving that five game stretch. Yeah, you know, it start. You know, in the middle of that, they beat the Chiefs. Was that in Arrowhead? Or was that in? Was that, that was at Arrowhead. Yeah. They, so they went on the road and beat the Chiefs, which is looking more and more like a I don't know victory. Like I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't know what the Chiefs are right now. Right. Like because I don't I don't. So I would say Philly. I would say Philly. I would say. I, I and it's just like I'm like oh I don't and and I think they got a good they I think if I look their schedule is trash coming up. They're they're going uh, at home versus Giants, at home versus Arizona, and then they go at the Giants. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if that ain't a ha. We try to screw you over, um, because the Seahawks had to play the game of their lives to beat Philly, and Seattle's a tough place to play, especially at night. Mm-hmm. It was raining a little bit, I and mean, that that's advantage Seattle. And Drew Locke had the most amazing game, a couple clutch throws and defense clutched up. Seattle looked legit. Like I'm almost ready to Florida State someone for Seattle. And Drew Locke. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. We're not, we can't we can't go that far yet. Maybe unless, next. Yeah, unless exactly. <laughs> unless Drew Locke does it again. Oh uh, yeah, because because I think based off the uh, who we're gonna Florida State, that looking ahead, they should win these next few games easily, and then everything else will sort itself out. Baltimore, Miami, you know, and sort it out. Yeah. Um. Okay, so do you want to put the Cowboys at number six, or do you want the Chiefs at number six? Chiefs have a nine and six record, nine and five record. Sorry. Um, I, you know what? Listen, we have to, we have to find a way to Florida State the Chiefs in there. We we have to capitalize on the to be what's her face Annie Annie Agar. What's her Annie Agar? I think Annie is what Agar with her. That's skins. how I've always seen it. Yeah, yeah we have to do the. Um, we have to bring get them up. We go, hey, Swifties, Kansas Cityans, we got we got to bring you into the mix. We need we need ratings to be through the roof, yep. So we can sell them better. So yeah, we got We got to put Kansas City at the six, so we can work backwards. We can go Chiefs there, um, and then looking at it now, Cowboys are going to be eliminated from it. Uh, so <laughs> I guess it's between the Dolphins and the Lions at the four spot. I. Mm-hmm. Or we put the Dolphins at the three. Does the Dol- no, the Dolphins won't play the Eagles. They won't play the Lions either. None of these teams will play each other. Yeah. So you could go Dolphins at three, Eagles at four, Lions. So Lions, do you think Lions is at five is the best? Is the best case, the best one here? Yeah, it is. They're on the outside looking looking in. Um, 
the number four is for allowing the access. Yeah. To the Dolphins. And the, I like McDaniels as a coach. I mean, I like Dan as a coach. So I play with Dan yeah. in Detroit. So I like Dan truly too. He's, he's awesome. But I think McDaniels has Cheetah, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's if if he's healthy or not, like this team is different with with or without Cheetah. Yeah. So we're gonna and is he, is he out? Has he been? Is he playing? Uh, let me look that up real quick. Um, I'm not sure. Um, it's kind of that could sort itself out very easily too. And plus, they play the Ravens also. They do play the Ravens later out in the year. So maybe you put them at four, uh, yeah. and then let the, let the like, let the chips fall. Yeah, exactly. And then it makes and then it gives the boost to that TV ratings more. Mm. Now you have the four and the one playing each yeah. other in a regular season. And then and it makes our job easier too. I like that. All right, here it is. We got it. Let me uh let me go double check the movement on here. Um uh, Cowboys drop all the way out. Hold on, what do we call that? What happened to the Cowboys? They got Florida State. Florida State. <laughs> there we go. Florida State uh or Florida State. Cowboys got Florida State. Florida State also got Florida State. Uh Dolphins up from not ranked previous week ago. So yeah. Niners number one, they stay the same. Number yeah. two are the Ravens. They move up three spots from number four. Number three are the Eagles. They stay the same, even after a loss to the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Number four, Dolphins pop into the rankings after not being ranked uh last week, according to my calculations at number five our, our five and six teams are the same nick oh, wow five and six teams are lions and chiefs that's how we did it last week they're still five and six nice and then the cowboys are and then why do we florida state the cowboys because we just don't think they're that good and then they have they can prove it dallas dallas can can prove it uh based off their remaining schedule they have cowboys last so full team schedule for the Cowboys. All right, Cowboys. Uh, what am I looking at here? What the hell? Okay, right here. Oh boy. Oh boy. They could prove themselves at Miami. Yep. First Detroit at Washington. We're putting a chip on a Cowboys shoulder. We're putting a chip on because we, we want the Cowboys to play their best. Right. Just a little bit of extra motivation for the boys. Exactly. You can't put them in there because then they'll get complacent and then they'll just yep. lose everything. Right? Just need them hungry. You know, just, we uh, hungry Cowboys team. There it is. There's our rankings. Go over it again. One Niners, two Ravens, three Eagles, four Dolphins, five Lions, six Chiefs. I like that. I like that. I like that ranking. I feel so good about this too. And when we're going to have Baltimore and Miami sort each other out. Yep. Um, Detroit and Dallas sort each other out. Um, Chiefs just don't don't blow. They're in the Alabama situation, right? Like they're in the Alabama situation. They get a pretty easy into the schedule. They just have to like kind of not mess up. They don't have to. They they just need to not get in a fourth and thirty-one against Auburn, right? But then if they do, you can't get out of that. You can't get out of that. That's game over, right? But then if they do, you'll never. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was great. Yeah, we couldn't get that in play. I I just can't even fathom that play. What are you doing? I don't know how you feel if like if you're the defensive player like on the other side of the field, like covering somebody, and you're just like, what is going on over there? Like what? Yeah. We have it's locked up. How do you how does that get over your head? How do you how do you let someone catch a corner in the back of the end zone? Like what are you looking at? Right. Honestly. Insane. 
All right, well, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Outside the Trenches, put by friends at Five Farms Irish Cream Liqueur. I'm Tucker Franklin. That's Nick Leckie. We'll talk to you guys next week with more five things. Hey, might have a special guest as well, maybe an OG of the Outside the Trenches podcast. I don't know. You'll have to check it out. Catch okay. it.